What's up everybody, this your main man, Kel Breezy, and this is part 5 of the top Wrestlemania matches as we are on the road to Wrestlemania. Guys, which one are you looking forward to, night 1 or night 2? I'm looking forward to both of them, because both of them got some great matches locked up. They're great because they haven't happened yet, so you know, sometimes they don't live up to the expectations, so that's the beautiful thing about wrestling. So, guys, I hope you guys have been keeping up so far. I hope you guys have listened to parts one, two, three, and four, because this is part five. Now, let's get on here and let's get straight into it, guys. I got five more matches on this episode. That's, these are some bangers here. These are some good matches. Some, some WrestleMania rematches, some first-time happenings, but it still don't matter. Rematch for a second time or third time, still a good match, still special. Special. You get what I'm saying? You know where I'm going with this? Can you dig it? Oh, yeah. Sucker. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, first on this list, we're gonna, first we're going to get down to 2007. We're at WrestleMania 23. With a Royal Rumble winner, The Undertaker, challenge Batista for the World Heavyweight Championship. And like I said, Batista, man, he was, he was definitely one of the guys. Like, man, he didn't give a damn. He was a cool dude. Like, his character, he was always a cool dude. But he was like, man, I don't care who you are. You want to fight? Let's go. You want to rumble? You want to have a match? Let's do this. But you're not going to beat me. You're not going to intimidate me. And he wasn't intimidated by the Undertaker. Because Undertaker, he won the Royal Rumble after being the company for so damn long. He finally won the Royal Rumble. Can you believe that? After what, 17 years being in the company, he finally won a Royal Rumble. Almost 17 years, finally won a Royal Rumble. That was pretty dope, though. He won, came to number 31, and this is this one of my favorite Royal Rumbles, because him, him and Shawn Michaels, they were the last two there in the Royal Rumble match, and it turned into like another little match. And that's how I, want, I like Royal Rumbles to end, with the last two competitors like having an actual little match. Before winning, instead of just last two and then quick elimination winner. But Undertaker, he had a choice between Batista, World Heavyweight Champion, John Cena, WWE Champion, or Bobby Lashley, ECW Champion. And he challenged Batista. Like I said, this build up for this match, like they they had them teaming up. Like, though they had Batista, Undertaker team up to go against John Cena, the WWE Champion, his opponent, the WrestleMania Shawn Michaels. It's like, Opponents teaming up is like anything can happen. Like they don't really care about this tag team match because they really just want to focus on that match. And when I say Batista took it to the Undertaker in that match at WrestleMania, he took it to him like he was not he was not holding back because he showed not only he wasn't going to show he wasn't intimidating, he backed it up. He said it, he proved it. I was he wasn't intimidated. He took the Undertaker and Undertaker had a cool big fiery interest with the Druids. More than his normal entrance. Still, that didn't affect Batista's psyche. He was like, so, just another dude. Who finna get this, catch this fade? So, Batista thought. He thought. But it didn't end that way, did it? No, it didn't. I'll take a point after victory. Extending his undefeated streak. He's like, he was like, what? By this time, he was like, 16 and 0. 15 or no, 
14. I think he was 14. Yeah, he was 14 and 0. Yeah, he beat Batista. He was 14 and 0. Maybe I think he was 14 or 15 and 0. Because he beat Edge. We'll put him at 16. So after, yeah, after he beat Batista, he was 15 and 0. That's right. So after he beat Batista, he was 15 and 0. And they had a great match, and they wished led to a great little feud between the two. Who was going to be the top dog on SmackDown? And this match was a great way to start a real feud for them. And you can go back and watch this match. If you're a fan of the Undertaker, this is him at his finest, guys. Like, you thought the stuff he did, like, in the 90s and, you know, in the early 2000s, the baddest Undertaker. I think his run as the dead man in the early 2000s was some pretty good stuff. He had some pretty solid good matches. Especially at WrestleMania. These were like his best WrestleMania matches during the early 2000s, all the way up to, you know, the mid 2000s. Like, this was like the beginning, like, oh, back to back good WrestleMania matches. Like, you know what I mean? So, I say, like, his match Randy Orton, I mean, his, Randy Orton, his match Randy Orton was good, but it's not really a top match. Because to be honest, at that time, Randy Orton was like, he's good in the ring, he's a good match on tape, but he ain't the, the level of superstar that he could he make me believe that he can beat the Undertaker. Batista was at this point. Batista was at this level of life. He might be the one who can defeat the Undertaker. He had the strength, the speed, the power. He 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 can do it. In that match, you it was time you thought he could do it. After he gave the Undertaker the Batista bomb. You was like, oh, there it is. There it is. He the one. But I'm texting, no. Not on this night, Dave. Not on this night. Tombstone, three seconds later. But he's looking at the like, dang. <clears throat> oh, well. It ain't over yet. Which I was glad, man, that there was, there was a few that I feel like both of them needed. To help, you know, keep the Undertaker fresh and going ring help elevate Batista to the next level. <clears throat> but so yeah, that was a great match. Good match for both of them. Um next on this list guys, let's keep this let's let's keep this ball rolling. I'm, I'm gonna keep this ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah let's keep, I'm gonna keep this ball rolling. Next on my list another rematch from WrestleMania twenty eight. That was supposed to be in a once in a lifetime match. The Rock Versus John freaking Cena. Because at WrestleMania 28, no titles, just proves the better man, the better superstar, the bigger one. Just to win. It was personal, really. Rock won. But a year later, a lot can happen in the year. Some reason they thought it was a good idea to give the Rock the WWE Championship in the CM Punk's long lifting reign as WWE Champion. I think it was 435. Four days is WWE champion. Something like that. And they let Rock win. And John Cena won the Royal Rumble that year. So you knew what that meant. WrestleMania, Rock and Cena too. Even though it was supposed to be a once-in-a-lifetime match, I still feel like they could have found a way to make it a triple threat at CM Punk. But, you know, they will mix it up, made it a little something special, a little more different. But anyway, it was still this was still a pretty damn good match because now it's like John Cena got a lot to prove. The Rock feeling himself like, dude, I whooped your ass once. I'm going to do it again. Um, this time I'm the champion, and you're not. And you're not about to take this from me. But like I said on the other episode, The Rock has never won a championship match at WrestleMania. And John Cena said, "I'm not, it's not going to be any different. 
And unfortunately, during this match, The Rock got hurt during this match. And this was his last really, really full official match. And I'm not counting that little crap thing he did to Eric Rowan with the quickest WrestleMania match at WrestleMania 32. WrestleMania 32 had a lot of big stars missing, so it wasn't much to really remember on that pay-per-view, on that WrestleMania. Just saying. But anyway, this match, it, the build-up wasn't as good as the first encounter, but it still was good because now it's like John Cena's hungry. He's a little more desperate. Like it was, some people's kind of question, like, are we gonna get a heel, John Cena? John Cena gonna turn heel because he is that desperate to beat The Rock. Is he gonna do it? Is it gonna happen? But he did. He stayed true to himself. And like I said, you have to respect John Cena's work because he learned from his mistakes from the first one. He even faked The Rock out. Like he thought Rock thought John Cena's gonna go for people's elbow again. But no, no, he faked it. He's like, nah, gotcha, gotcha. And I won't do it again. Not long for that again. You're not going to get me with that again, buddy. Nah, 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 nah. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. So, but yeah, man, they, they, and they electrified, man. It was a great way to close it. And after, you know, Johnson got the victory over The Rock. I mean, you kind of saw the white and writings on the wall. The Rock was part time. You know, he's going to stick around to really defend the championship. So, in so many ways, who better to drop the champ title to than goddamn John Cena? And then after the match, mutual respect, top of the stage, they lift each other's hands, and Rock let them know, this is, this is your guy now. You know, I beat him, he beat me, we're done. Rock got injured, and what, I think a couple years ago, the Rock announced that he retired from wrestling without actually having a wrestling match to retire in. Whatever, you know. It's cool. It's cool. It sucks that your last real wrestling match was that long ago. Bruh. 2013. Like, bruh, come on, it's 2020. It was 2019 when he said it. He retired from every competition. Like, I guess because, you know, he had a clause in his Hollywood contract that like he couldn't wrestle while filming the movie. But he's always filming the movie, so we were never going to see him in the ring. Because, like I said, WrestleMania 29, he got hurt. So they're like, nah, bro, we can't have it. You getting hurt, it delays our schedules for filming and recording movies. So no more wrestling while doing movies. So, but it was good. It was good to see that these guys now have respect for each other. They actually like each other, and they can stand to be around each other. I'm interested to see what happened with them two actually being in the movie together, since you know John Cena's Hollywood now. Him being in a new Suicide Squad movie that's gonna come out later this year, and Rock's gonna be playing um. What's it, Black Adam? Yeah, there's like pretty much the villain for Shazam. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Maybe the only day these guys will be in the movie together, and this will be maybe they get a fight scene. Who knows? That'd be great to see. Anyway, let's move. Keep moving on, guys. I feel like I'm enjoying myself talking about these matches. I hope you people are. Hope you guys are enjoying as much as I am. I love WrestleMania. I love wrestling. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Gosh, I wish I could just sit up and study wrestling facts like all day. Be a, a wrestling Smithsonian history knowledge guy, like an encyclopedia of just wrestling. That'd be dope. Real dope. But on this next one, you guys already heard me mention this match before. When I talked about this match at WrestleMania 17, at WrestleMania 2000 or WrestleMania 16, whichever you want to call it, it was billed as WrestleMania 2000. It wasn't, you know, called WrestleMania 16, but it was WrestleMania 16. 
but they was called Rich Man 2000 because it happened in the year 2000. Whereas for the WWF tag titles in the latter match, it was the Hardys versus Edge and Christian versus the Dudleys. This really kicked off the. This was a ladder match. This wasn't just. This wasn't a TLC match. TLC match didn't happen until <clears throat> later that year, SummerSlam. So this was a ladder match, even though there was chairs and tables involved. But this was just a regular ladder match for the tag titles. And, you know, Asian Christian got the victory. You know, I, Asian Christian they won all the big matches that was with those two with those, involved those three teams. They won the ladder match at WrestleMania 2000, the TLC match at SummerSlam, the TLC match at WrestleMania 17. Edge and Christian, they had these guys' numbers. And you can't really say nothing about outside interference because there's no DQ. In the WrestleMania 17, the TLC match, every, all three teams had somebody helping them. The Hardest had Lita, the Dillas had Spike, Edge and Christian had Rhino. I mean, everybody had somebody. Everybody, someone. Sometimes, but this match, it was just those three teams. No outside interference, no real help. It was a lot of serious bumps, a lot of, oh my gosh, jeez, Jeff. Always finding the tallest ladder he can find. He climbed top of it, and poor Bubba was laying on that table, just laying there. And Jeff on top of this ladder, and it's one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania history, with Jeff top of that ladder, swung. Ton booms off of it. Boom. Great camera angle. He just said, I don't know if he broke his tailbone, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But Jeff was done after that. So was Bubble. This wouldn't be the last time Jeff did it because when they came back in 2017 in that four way TLC match where he put Cesaro and Shame to the table after they jumped off the ladder, and the Hardys won that one. They finally won a TLC match at WrestleMania, which didn't involve Edge Christian and Dillon, so that's why. But anyway, this match, oh man, Matt took a huge hard fall. I don't know. Like the hardest took the worst of this. Like they was getting they was on now tables getting power bombed through tables and I remember like the um Edge Christian had two ladders and they pretty much put a table on top of it and make a platform and Matt was up there. Matt was like a fingertip away from grabbing the damn titles, man, and Edge Christian pushed this man <laughs> and they, they freaking Pushed his ass to the table and it, it destroyed the table. Yeah, man. I believe this is the same paper where Matt was on the ladder and they pushed the ladder back and he fell backwards through the table. Like, the Hardys took like a lot of brute brutality as far as these matches goes. Like, yeah. Oh, man. I'm just sitting here thinking about it. They did. Like, they went through a lot of tables. Like, they got hurt a lot. Like, even though there was so much going on in these matches, though, still some of the best part from the ability to 3D. You can still, I can still hear the crowd going 3D, 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 3D. 3D is one of my favorite tag team maneuvers. It's not my favorite. It's my it's my favorite. I like the Doom Day device, but the 3D, that thing seemed like they hit that thing out of anywhere. You never really see it coming until it's half. It's too late. But and like I said, this really they really was taking the tag team division to a whole nother level. And they were really made the tag team division more relevant than ever. Even to this day in WWE history, this is when the tag team division was its most relevant. I'm not lying to you guys. This I'm dead ass serious. This this really made me and my friends want to be tag team wrestlers. Like 
we gotta do this stuff. Like Asian Christian hearts and those, they really make me want to do tag team action. Funny, it's like me and my friend, may he rest in peace, Brandon Owens. He was, it was gonna be tag team wrestlers, and then we um kind of grew apart. Not because of us, but you know, our parents grew apart, so we couldn't hang out with each other like that. And then me and my friend Nathan, we like we gonna be tag champs. Me and him would sit up like, man, you ain't gonna split us up. Like who gonna be babyface? Who gonna be here? Who gonna turn on who? We never really got an answer to that. We just always, you know. At the time, our favorite tag team was New Age Outlaws. I was thought was Billy Gunn, even though he was bigger than me because he was kind of a chunky fat guy. But he was a roll dog. He did have a big. Nathan has a bigger mouth than me. He really can. That boy can sell water to a fucking well. And I guess in a way, because like Billy Gunn was more athletic than Road Dog, in a way I was more agile, a little more athletic than Nathan. Like I seriously, and like athletic wise, like running and doing stuff like that. Nathan had the strength because he's bigger than me, but athletic wise, like do a drop kick. Back in the day, being like we was kids, I could do a drop kick. Now I don't know. I don't even get my big self up there. I ain't big, but you know, I'm not as small as I used to be. Doing a drop kick, I probably don't follow my dog on here. Trying to do a drop kick and kick too high and break my neck. But I'm surprised nobody got like a serious, serious injury in these TLC matches. Well, this latter match, especially the Hardys. I said, Matt, Jeff probably broke his tailbone, but you know, they didn't miss a beat. Because they were still going after each other, trying to get these tag titles. Like the tag titles back then was the was like on the level with Dota of Championship. Like it was the you felt like because of these teams, you you would have thought that the tag titles was the most the second most important title to have in Dota. It's like if I'm not Dota of Champion, I want to be part of a tag team. I want to be half the world tag team champions. Because what are the WWF World Tag Team Champions? Like, I, if I'm not a WWF World Heavyweight Champion, I want to be half of the WWF World Tag Team Champions. Like, it's like the other titles really didn't matter at that point because this this ladder match led to other great tag matches and the tag team ladder matches and TLC matches. This really just, for these three teams, kicked it off. They're their three-way feud. But we had to go back, man, and no mercy with the tag ladder match between the Hearts and Christian. People sometimes forget about that, but this ladder match really took those three teams to the next level and really showed the brutality that they were willing to go through to please the fans and show who's the better tag team. Who's the best tag team? <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I'm a fan of all three of these teams, and it sucks when Dota, you will break them up and not have a proper plan for them. I'm sorry, but some teams you just can't really break up because one person really going to suffer. And then that's what happened to Dudley. It's like, Bubba, he was doing okay. Devon did the Deacon Devon thing. But like I said, they didn't have a proper plan for the Dudley to split them up. Like Asian Christian, they had plans to do something with them to split them up. And the Madden and Jeff, they had plans for them. But, you know, they didn't really just have anything concrete, but I guess because, you know, Jeff was really in and out of it, you know, because he was on drugs and things, but, you know, but this ladder match, WrestleMania 2000, I kind of, to me, this was the best match on the card, even though we had Fatal 4-Way 4, the Dirty Championship with Triple H and 
The Rock, McFoley, and Big Show. I just feel like with that match, though, they make, having a McMahon in each corner, it kind of was like, yeah, there's elimination. You know what I mean? It was like, mm. Can we just, it would have been, to me, it would have been fine just Triple H and The Rock. I mean, they have other matches later on in the year, but it, that, that WrestleMania 2000, it would have been fine just two of them. Because The Rock won the Royal Rumble, you know, they say both his feet touch Florida by looking at the camera angle. But to me, at WrestleMania 2000, the latter match for the tag titles was the best match of that night. Yep. I'm just throwing it out there, guys. That's my opinion because this match is stole the show. I mean, the triple threat match for the Intercontinental and European Championship between Kurt Angle, Christian Walker, Jericho was pretty damn good, but this latter match stole the show. Hands down. Sorry. It did. What you want me to do? Other than rewatch and enjoy it like I'm going to do later on. Alright, move right on to the next matchup. This match here, guys. This match here. Oh my gosh. This was their second matchup. And this is one of the few times we had a babyface versus babyface. And it was a hell of a match. At WrestleMania 17. We're going back to WrestleMania 17. For the rock. The people shut the e most electrifying man in all sports entertainment. The people shut the rock. Took on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold had came back from, you know, being run down and having a neck injury. And he won the Royal Rumble. This Stone Cold's the only person to win three Royal Rumbles. He won the Royal Rumble, even though Kane was the MVP of that Royal Rumble. Stone Cold won. Great match, man. This guy's and leading up to it. And then they had Stone Cold at the time, at the time his wife Deborah become the Rock's manager. They made it a little more personal because Stone Cold, if anything happened to her, that's your ass. Like these guys didn't hold no punches. Like they was kicking each other's ass and fighting and fighting. Like they really hate each other. Like at this time, because Stone Cold absence, The Rock pretty much was like the guy, the top baby face. Triple H was like one of the top heels, but Stone Rock was the guy. Stone Cold was back to take his spot as the top baby face. And Stone Cold, I remember the interview in the locker room with JR being the mediator in the middle. And just seeing them two guys sit there, man, it was just somebody should have been taking pictures and painting it. That'd been a cool portrait to have up on the wall of them sitting there looking at each other and stone cold them. I gotta beat you, Rock. I gotta beat you. And the Rock, like, you ain't gonna beat me. But like I said, the Rock has never won a championship match at WrestleMania. Never. Defending it or competing for it. He has never won a championship match in WrestleMania. A world championship match WrestleMania? No, he has not. Look it up. Go back and watch it. I've seen pretty much all the WrestleManias like from the late 90s and 2000s. So I know. Rock is never won. And this night was no different. This WrestleMania 17, and of all the three matches Rock and Stone Cold had, this was pretty much like their best. Even though in WrestleMania 19's match was to me it was more entertaining, it was more fun because The Rock was more of a heel, more of a jerk in that match, and he pretty much found his way to who, like really figure out who he was as a character and as a man. Because their match at WrestleMania 15 was good, but I feel like at that point The Rock was still trying to figure his way out, like figure out you know still trying to build on his character as the, as the Rock. I mean, he he had it figured out, but I feel like he really mastered, by the time WrestleMania 19 was around, he mastered who he was as a 
in-ring competitor and as a man in the world. And but in WrestleMania 17, these guys was pretty both at their prime in good shape. You know, Stone Cold came back from injury, but this is like they was like them balls to the wall. If anything goes, hit chair shots, blood, and they busting each other open. But at the end of that match, I didn't see coming. And you know, I'm a wrestling fan. It, it takes a lot to pull one over on me. And they did. I didn't see Stone Cold turning on LeBron, turning heel. Not just turning heel, but side with his enemy, Vince McMahon. What the hell just happened? Hell just froze over. When Vince McMahon came out there, and he just pretty much, he handed Stone Cold a chair to beat the hell out of the Rock. Because the Rock kept kicking out of the damn Stone Cold Storm. He wouldn't stay down. And I'm like, damn, what are you going to do? But when and Vince is standing there cheering on Stone Cold, yeah, get him, hit him with the chair, beat him, beat him. I'm like, what the hell's going on, Stone Cold? At that point, I was serious, like, man, Nah, they ain't joining the forces. Just, they just have a mutual hatred for the rock right now. And Stone Cold gonna win this match and then he gonna stun events and pour beer on him and drink beer and the fans gonna cheer that he won. And then after he won, that he beat the hell out of rock that chair and like he towing to the rock that chair. And then he won. And then they shook hands. I'm like, what the hell just happened? My whole childhood is ruined. I'm so sad. This was like Hulk Hogan turning heel all over again. Stone Cold and Vince McMahon? Nope, nope, nope. I didn't want to accept it. I still don't. And I feel like, the, um, which led to the two man power trip with Triple H. That made it worse. They're like, what the hell? Now he with Triple H too? He cool with Triple H? <sighs> he just destroyed the Rock with his chair and then he shook hands with Vince McMahon. This is a horrible way to end WrestleMania for kids. But you know what? It made us stronger. It made us better. And it was like, it's okay. It's cool. This won't, this can't last forever. And thank God it didn't. But again, man, this match, it, it had you on the edge of your seat. It, it really did. This match, like, who's going to win? Because you didn't know who's going to win. Because at this point, both of them was like at the top of their game. You don't know. You'd like, man, I don't know, because last time they wrestled each other at WrestleMania, Stone Cold won. But you think, like, nah, man, these ladies, Rock been on the road, Rock been whooping ass and taking names, man. I don't know. I think Rock gonna get this one. I think he gonna get this one. But he didn't. Sorry. You haven't seen the spoiler alert. You ain't seen it by now. I don't know what's wrong with you. You're not a real wrestling fan if you've never seen that match. <sighs> but it, after like the after out of their trilogy of matches they had, WrestleMania 17 match was was their best match. If I had to put them in order, for me it's WrestleMania 17, then it's WrestleMania 19, then WrestleMania 15. So they wrestle each other every other year. In between those matches, Triple H, I mean Rock took on Triple H and Hogan. But man, WrestleMania 17, Stone Cold Rock is definitely a, a classic match. Your top guys going at it. You know what I mean? You had Hogan and Warrior, Sean and Brett. Then you had Austin and Rock. And then you had Cena and Randy. But Austin, Stone Cold, I don't know. 17, does it get better than that? I mean, it does, but. Of course it does, because I got more matches to talk about. I got another match I'm going to talk about. 
it's hard to talk about this match because for multiple reasons. Number one reason because to me this was the only match really worth watching in WrestleMania 26. To me, WrestleMania 26 was a huge flop. The rest of the matches was like ugh, mediocre. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not even John Cena Batista match was like great. It was okay. Could have been better, but Batista, I think he had a back issue where he really couldn't do much. He was gonna lead the company, and John Cena won. So, but Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, streak versus career. Shawn wins. He breaks the streak. Undertaker wins. He ends Shawn's career. One of the others at the end. The streak of Shawn's career. My gosh. Again, this build up, it was it was good. It was it was no mind games really. It was just like son in desperate mode because he knew his career is coming to an end. He just he knew he was like he wrestled a perfect match. A damn near perfect match, but he made one mistake. And it cost him the match. And he said he knew he knows he could beat the Undertaker. Undertaker like he gave him a call show like, bro. Now nah, we good. You're not getting a rematch. I beat you and I'm moving on. You should too. Son, then he tried to win the Royal Rumble so he can challenge Undertaker for the world title at WrestleMania. Lost the Royal Rumble and that was heartbreaking. So he's like, I'm going to I, I got to qualify in the Elimination Chamber. Didn't get that done. But Undertaker's like, man, son, let it go. And Triple H was like, dude, there are other people you can face at WrestleMania. And you kind of thought, are they going to set up a few with Triple H and Shawn Michaels to fight at WrestleMania? Even though we saw like, they're like a million times between 2002 and 2004. I don't know, but then Shawn Michaels did the unthinkable. He was under, during the elimination chamber for the world title where Undertaker's about to go ahead and eliminate Jericho for the win. Shawn Michaels came up through the elimination chamber floor, got in the ring, and sweet chin music to Undertaker, calling him the world title. And that was more than enough. But Undertaker said, You want the match? You got it, but on one condition. I want your career. And Sean told him, if I can't beat you at WrestleMania, I don't have a career. Now, between this one and WrestleMania 25, WrestleMania 25 match was better, but this match in WrestleMania 26, it, it was, oh my gosh, so much, it's just the build of the emotion was so much more, more emotional in this match because you really like, come on, Sean gonna do it. Show my career can be over. No, they not gonna end Shawn's career like this. He ended Ric Flair, but they ain't even end Shawn Michaels' career. But nah, buddy, Shawn finna get this. He gonna be the one that breaks the streak because he's Shawn Michaels. He's Mister WrestleMania. When I saw the Undertaker did that leaping tombstone on Shawn Michaels, cause Shawn went stay down. I knew it was over. Well, there goes Shawn's career. Come the boyhood dream, it finally came to an end. Bro, I was sad, man. Like, Sean did everything he could, and I feel like Sean, the Undertaker got hurt in that match. And he got legitimately hurt in that match because when Sean, um, Undertaker's on the Spanish announce table, when Sean did the moonsault off the top ropes, it let Undertaker, I think he, it hurt Undertaker. I don't know if it was his knees or his hip or something, Undertaker got hurt in that match because this was pretty much. Now that's pretty much the end of an era because Sean had to retire and that was like last time. This was like last Undertaker went part-time after this and Triple H went part-time and Batista left. It's like, you know, it was his last year. He quit. 
Sean had to retire, man. He gave it his all. Like I said, they, they work so damn well together, considering they have two different styles, and they just work so damn well. Like, Shawn Michaels did everything he had in that match. So did The Undertaker. You know, Shawn Michaels had more work. Like, oh, Shawn's gonna do it. Shawn's gonna get it. Because he's switching he's the hell out of The Undertaker. But I, at one point, I thought The Undertaker took a little too far. It was a Shawn Michaels fan when he tombstone him on the floor. I'm like, that's a bit much, dude. You know, you ain't got to do him like that. That's that's too far, bro. Come on, man. I know you want to win. and I know you little peed off because he calls you the title. But still, this man got a wife and kids to go home to, bro. Seriously. But yeah, guys, that match is it's said by many people. And I'm one of them. It's probably one of the greatest WrestleMania matches in history. After their last match at WrestleMania 25. So, yeah. Just a work part. Poetry and motion. So, yeah, guys. This is another. This is part five of six of the top WrestleMania matches. Some of the toppest, the best, the greatest, legendary matches at WrestleMania. It's top matches, guys. And most of these matches, probably all these matches, you can't argue with. Now my next one, I'm gonna have a little bonus. Have a bonus match. So, and this bonus match is definitely worth mentioning. Stay tuned. This is main man Kel Breezy representing Wrestling Ranch 9 on 1. We up in Kel's world. We on the road to WrestleMania. And remember, Kel's world is a fun place. It's a happy place. It's a loving place. This is main man Kel Breezy. One love. And I'm out.